0: Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. With Alex Ferrario, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN. Let's go out to the Browning Crouppen celebrity line. Happy to be joined by C. Trent Rosecrans joining us here on 101 ESPN. He covers the Reds for the Athletic Cincinnati. Wanted to get his perspective on the news of the day yesterday that it certainly appears the Reds are starting to go in a new direction, dumping a little bit of salary in their trade of Rice Iglesias to the Angels. C. Trent, always appreciate the time, my friend. How are you doing today?
1: Fantastic. That is the loosest
0: uh, use of the word celebrity I think I've ever heard. (laughs) You know what? When we have you on, we are going to use it to its full ability. So let's talk about that trade yesterday. Um, It seems to signal to the outside world, and I know you've been signaling this for a while, the Reds are moving in a new direction right now, and they said they're reallocating resources. For the listeners here in St. Louis, see Trent What's going on right now with their decision in terms of what the payroll is going to look like next year in Cincinnati?
1: You know, it's it's kind of a weird spot. It's, you know, I, I think I put this to to someone uh, earlier today. It's almost like an extension of the non-tender deadline. That's what the deal with Sailor Iglesias was. It was almost like a non-tender um, that they got rid of him and his, really, they got rid of his, his contract more, more than anything um 9 million and change it's easy for me to call that change <laughs> it's a change that we would all kill for wouldn't it um but you know 9 million and change that they got rid of uh for when, when the gm when you ask about the uh the the player they got in return and go you know he's been a pretty good reliever for a while and he's got a, a pretty good slider uh, if that's what you're talking about in return It is not about what the return was. It is about what you sent away. And it wasn't that you sent away the player. It's that you sent away the contract. And this is a team that, between the non-tender deadline and the uh, trade of Rysell Iglesias, has cleared up, you know, ballpark. Because, again, we were talking with non-tender. You are talking about uh, what was going to happen in arbitration. So maybe around $20 million. uh, But that still puts them in, say, the payroll somewhere around 120 ish area. Like it's not a complete teardown. And I don't think they can do that because you have those big contracts, like the Joey Votto contract that you're still going to have for another three seasons. Um, Nick Castellanos and Mike Moustakis, who they paid last off season and they were the high bidders on those. Neither one of those guys had such a season that, um, was going to exactly uh, th- make them more desirable than they were a year ago. So it's not like you're going to find any bidders to take those off your hands. So, you know, you're, you're stuck with three players there that have you, let's see, 25, another 30. That's like 55 million. So you're going to have a base where you're going to be, you're going to have 100 or so. So you can't like go down to the studs it's a it's a it's you're in that middle in between um place and that's that's just not where it's not conducive to really building or winning and it's a it's a tough place to be but that almost seems to be where the National League Central is for the most part so you're you know this is the this is uh if you want to Kind of, I guess I'm talking to St. Louis. So, St. (laughs) Louis, everything is compared to baseball. But for the rest of the outside world, it's like the NFC East of the baseball world.
2: People are going to love hearing that, C-Trent, but it is so true. We're talking with C-Trent Rosencrantz, who covers the Reds for the Athletic in Cincinnati. So, C-Trent, with that being said, when you look at the NL Central, to me it kind of feels like it's follow the leader, right? Like the the Cardinals were the first team that cut bait with a player who was making salary in Colton Wong. Cubs come out, and when they move on from Theo Epstein and talk about how they're going to have to get rid of some of these contracts, and then now the Reds. So so is this just an NL Central for the upcoming season that's following the leader of, hey, this is a transition year for us and we'll look at 2022 as a different season?
1: Well, there's so much unknown about 2022, isn't there? Yep. Um, you know, and 2021 even. I mean, do we know how many players are going to be on a roster? Do we know if there's going to be a DEH? Do we know if there's going to be fans in the stands? Um, and then you go into 2022 when you have a new CBA, Hopefully, if all goes right, we actually have a 2022. Um, so what do you know? And I think it's a, a lot of these teams are kind of looking ahead, and like, what do we know? We don't want to have we want to have as little on the books for a new reality as possible. Um, and all these teams are also kind of saying, hey, we can be mediocre and still get into the playoffs. Um, it's, it's kind of, you know, you you don't have to be the best team to, you don't have to be a great team to get into the playoffs in the NL central. And, um, it's almost been like what it has been in this division for, for quite a while. And, uh, this is just kind of a continuation of it.
0: We're talking to C. Trent Rosenkranz here on 101 ESP and covers the Reds for the Athletic Cincinnati. Uh, C. Trent, the other thing that is being bantied about the rumor that's going around in Cincinnati is the Sonny Gray trade rumors. Do you think that he's going to be dealt as well? I know you mentioned some of the contracts that they're unlikely to be able to get rid from the books, but that would seem to be one that is at least still palatable for other teams. Do you think that's the next one to be removed from the books for Cincinnati? I it seems well if you just follow it and you look like are
1: they cutting yes are they looking wh- what can they get what do they have a value Sunny Gray is a value and he is you know he costs the same as Drew Smiley would you rather have Drew Smiley or Sunny Gray and I think that's what a lot of teams would look at and like well Sunny Gray for a couple of years yeah we'll do that and for the Reds it might be a win to say hey we have struggled to trade people at the right time maybe this is someone we can actually trade and get value back for once because when you look at what their assets that they've had like other than dan straley who have they traded um for value and i mean that was a pretty minor move at the time that is that has yielded great results but, you know, when you look at big names, J. Bruce, Todd, Frazier, Roldis Chapman, Rysela um, these kind of names, they have not uh, gotten a whole lot in return.
0: It's funny because I think as you say that, like, obviously, we here locally are immediately thinking about the Cardinals. And that's kind of been the conversation about the Cardinals lately, too. You trade Randy Arosarena. Okay, what's the value for trading away a guy that hit like Babe Ruth in the playoffs? You traded away Luke Voigt, who then became an MVP candidate. And what's the value that you got in return there? So it sounds like there are some similarities in terms of the way that these teams are building do you think that's as much of a baseball problem as it is a Reds or a Cardinals problem or is there something specific that is uh, kind of the the through line between some of these moves in your opinion?
1: You know, it, it could be and I think there are some similarities and you know, this is an organization that uh, has has looked the Reds organization has looked to the Cardinals as as a north star honestly. They've looked at that as a model and as well they should have. The Cardinals have been like a model organization in major league baseball. However, has that model been is it a model for is it a late model? Is it a model that has been outdated? Um, is it the past model as opposed to the future model? And that is something that is yet to be seen.
2: So when you bring up that future model, C-Trent, like look ahead for me here because I think that's what a lot of people in St. Louis are doing is looking at this NL Central. How do you view this looking forward in, let's say, three to five years from now? Because it seems like the Cubs are going to be going in the opposite direction. The Pittsburgh Pirates have kind of remained stagnant. Milwaukee going in the other direction. I mean, is it just St. Louis and Cincinnati right now that could be serious competitors when it comes to a two-to-three window?
1: Oh, I don't know. I never – you know, I, I I have way too much respect for the front office in, in Milwaukee. Um, you know, sometimes I kind of scratch my head at what they do, but it seems to work out. Um, I, You know, you look at it, and I still kind of throw a lot of those teams besides the Pirates and um, kind of put them into a hat and say, I wouldn't be surprised if any of these four teams – finish first. And I wouldn't be surprised if any of these four teams finish fourth. And there are times where the reds are that fifth team instead of the pirates. And you threw the pirates in there as well. So I I don't know. I wouldn't bet on any of these long-term other than it depends on what Cubs ownership wants to do because, and, and really honestly, Cardinals ownership, those are the two. I think the Cubs and the Cardinals are the two that can be juggernauts if they want to be juggernauts, if they are given the resources from ownership to be juggernauts they can be um but so much depends on how we come out of this we as the royal we um as an industry and as well the really really rich people who own uh a lot of these uh companies um if if they're satisfied in being just really, really rich instead of really really, really, really rich um, <laughs> and and where their priorities lie, and that's what so much of this depends upon and right now, the really really, really rich. Are want to stay really, really, really rich and aren't content at being really, really rich and winning.
0: (laughs) See, Trip, final question that I've got for you, back to the Reds in particular, kind of projecting forward this offseason, because again, I go back to that phrasing of reallocating resources that would at least indicate to me that the Reds aren't totally out on adding to their current roster while also kind of signaling that they're releasing some of these salary allocations. So when you look at it, are they still planning to add? I know they've been talked about with some shortstops on the market. Uh, Trevor Bauer is certainly still out there. Are are they still looking at adding while also kind of subtracting from the payroll?
1: I, I think they would. And I think there are some guys like I, if they do move Sonny Gray, if they move Sonny Gray, they will get players who will be on the big league roster immediately. And And one thing that's, You know, you've got to look at their 40-man rosters at 31 right now. I predict, I know this is going to be bold, on opening day their 40-man roster will be at 40. (laughs) I know. Stepping out on a limb here. So that means there will be more major league players on their roster than there are now come opening day. That's why you bring me in, the hot takes.
0: It's the the analysis that we can only get from one C. Trent Rosencrans. You can follow his work over on The Athletic Cincinnati. Also, give him a follow on Twitter, at C. Trent. C. Trent, always appreciate the time, man. All the best to you and your family, and hopefully we have a full baseball season for you to cover next year. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today, man.
1: Anytime. Fingers crossed.